The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the Hello and welcome to the Port Adelaide preview podcast for the Round 18 match against Greater Western Sydney. Uh, the game will be played on Sunday afternoon, I think at four o'clock at Adelaide Oval. Uh, I'm Portia and joining me this evening is Maka. Maka, how are you? Not bad, not bad. Still got a cough, so uh, apologies in advance, but uh, aside from that, not doing too bad. Oh, great, great. Well, look, it was good to have a bye last weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing some football this weekend. So, uh, yeah, what did you do with your, your weekend off from football? Weekend off? Look, uh, look, I had the week off, really, so it was uh, it was even better. <laughs> I, I had the folks around for dinner, and uh, and it was good. It was good. It was a good meal and uh, good company. And uh, yeah, didn't watch uh, uh, didn't watch any football because there wasn't any on. So that's all right. That's um, right. Glad for us to be uh, to be back into it this week. For sure. Ah oh, dear, what was that though? Seriously, Macca. <laughs> as, as I said a minute ago, before the uh, we started recording, <laughs> like free, free, honestly, Frio played probably the worst game I've seen in a yep. long time. Yep. And we were worse. How does that happen? I don't know. But I would, I would half accept this result if, you know, like Brisbane in 2015 and Carlton in 2015, if they played absolutely out of their skins, right? Yeah. And just, you know, dominated and played the best game they, they'll play all year. Fine, you know. We just got beaten, you know, by a better team on the day. But when Frio were absolute trash... And we were more trash. That's hard to take. That's very hard to take. Yeah, I mean, it's. Do you reckon anyone will go to the game this week? Because I mean, that's got to rank right up there, like outside of finals, it's got to rank right up there amongst our most disheartening losses. I would say. Um, yeah, well, possibly. I mean, I'm not sure what. I still think the, the loss 10. to Frio in in 16 would be would be up there as well. Um, It'd be top ten. I don't know. We've had a lot of real disheartening losses under Ken Hinckley, to be honest. True. And this this would be quite well up there, just considering how bad Frio played on the day, and they still got the job done. So, yeah, you know, they they had, they had yeah. what one goal at halftime. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, had like eight shots in a row from about twenty five meters dead in front, and missed all of them. <laughs> yep. And uh, we still, you know, managed to find a way to lose. We just looked so lethargic. And like we just could not be bothered being out there. Uh, there was no run. There was no skill. There was nothing up. Li- literally, no one up forward at all. No. no, um, no. Very frustrating. But this is a new week, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I-, I think that just my last comment on that. The uh, the thing that really stuck out for me is when Dougal Howard tried to take it on and go with a bounce and he, the reason that we did that, that he fumbled it obviously and you know, didn't do anything mm. um, but the reason he did it is just because no one was doing it there's no options upfield there's nothing there's nothing yeah. nothing all game and the defenders were clearly just getting frustrated at that point because they were doing what they could do um, yeah. and then there was just no movement nothing to them to kick to um, no. <laughs> there really is movement with us we're, we're a very stagnant team yeah. In terms of what players have to look at further yeah. upfield, like mm-hmm. there's, you watch it and there's very rarely anyone moving. It's yeah. like 
they're in their positions and you know just kick it on my head and hopefully I'll take a contested mark. Yeah, yeah, and you'd think with a stat like that we'd be right at the top for contested marks, but we're not. No. <laughs> so it's just yeah, anyway. Uh, so just to clarify uh, and to repeat something I said before the podcast, which is that I really all my premiership tips have sort of come on the basis that I'm expecting us to win in spite of our coaching. <laughs> Because mm. <laughs> it just seems like the, the players are being told weird things. Mm. Yes. All right, let's get into it, shall we? Unless there's something else you want to discuss early? No, no? not really. Okay. All right, let's talk about DWS, our opponents this week, who will be, I suppose, in a. Hard to beat? Yeah, they, they could be hard to beat. They just beat Richmond uh, by two points. Uh, mm. They lost to West Coast in Perth, but prior to that, they had four wins in a row against bottom eight sides, Adelaide, Gold Coast, Brisbane and Hawthorne, um, which looks quite a lot like us, frankly, in, the, in that combination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're defence-minded. Uh, they've got a... They're pretty midfield-focused in terms of how they play the game, and they are a low-scoring side, again, a lot like us. They're very happy yeah. to force stoppages, uh, and they do tend to break just ahead of even. Um and yeah, that's really, and they've got the second most one percenters behind us. So really, looking looking at the, the stats, it's kind of like maybe we'd have ended up in the same spot if we'd had Leon Cameron or Ken Hinckley all those years ago. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Oh gosh, yeah. So could happen. Look, they're a tough side. They're a tough yeah. side. We know they're a stack full of talent. Probably haven't shown it this year. They're, they're missing their two main key forwards again. Yep. Um, which is good for us, I guess. Um, but that didn't really work last week when they were missing their two best players. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. They're, they're going to be very hard to beat. They've got a stacked midfield. Um, they're, they're very quick. They play quick. Um, I don't know. It'll, it'll be one out of the box if we win this because their positives are probably our negatives, really. You'd have to say so. Um mm. Or more importantly, their positives are slightly more positive than our positives in the same area, I think. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that. Um, as for, I suppose we can get back talking about us again briefly, uh, talking about our selections, our changes, or, or our non-changes, because it is another Sunday game. Um, obviously, Paddy Wright is out with injury, which that's pretty awful. Frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And the inns named uh, Jasper Pittard, Kane Farrell, Aidan Johnson, Jack Tringo, and Jared Lynott. And I, I just want to say my first question here is, um, why isn't Amon listed out as rocketed into space? Because he was awful last week. <laughs> yeah, look, he wasn't good, was he? He wasn't good at all. Um, oh, God. You know, you come back into the side, you want to make an impact. You don't really want to kick your first four kicks out of bounds on the full. <laughs> no, really. no, not generally. Um, which I think he did, yep. um, which is quite unfortunate. But uh, look, I, I would be stunned if he plays this week. I would be stunned if he plays again, to be honest. Yep, um, agree. Because his two games this year have been pretty bloody ordinary, to be yep. honest, which is a real shame. Um, but we will talk about him a little bit later on as well. But yes. um, look, Ryder out is, uh, is very unfortunate. Hopefully, he's back next week. Hopefully it's not a four to sixer because that would probably spell the end to our, our season completely. So of those ins, there's no obvious replacement ruckman. Does that mean Leanit's in kind of by default as the tallest of those options, 
Or are we just going to go even shorter this week? No, I would say we're probably going to go even shorter this week, considering that um, uh, GWS are without their main ruckman, and they're also without their two main forwards. Um, I would say that we'll just go in as named, I guess. Um, I don't know. This would have been the perfect week for me to bring in Frampton, to be honest, because Dawson Simpson isn't really the best ruckman going around. And um, it would give Frampton a bit of a taste. Yes. It makes sense to me. But, uh, hey, let's put our full forward in the ruck, which might be a good thing because he's not much of a full forward at the moment either. So um, you never know. Might be a best-case scenario for us. Well, and again, you talk about how um, uh, Greater Western Sydney have got, you know, only one of their three key forwards. Well, fortunately for us, we've got three key defenders and none of them are ruckmen. Yay. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's super helpful. Um, do you yeah. think there's a chance that uh, shit, one of Howard Clurie or um, Homsch might be played out of position? Do you think there's a chance of that? No. No, no. So we're, no. Just, we're just going tall on defence. Well, I tell you what, if Jerry Cameron takes a single possession, um, we're going to be disappointed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Look, who would your ideal bench be for this game? Um, of the ones named, uh, yes. I would say <coughs> I would want Kane Farrell in, Jared Lena in, probably Jasper Pittard in, uh, which I can't believe I just said, and oh, tossing up between Johnson and Trengove, probably would go Johnson, just so we can have some potential spark. And, uh, well, Pittard's definitely in. Okay, yep. Because he's named on the field. So at the moment, the only change is right of the pit up. Um, okay. Which is, uh, which is okay. I, I still feel like... Um, well, pit was getting back into some pretty decent form um, before he got injured again. Um, so I, I'm happy to have him back. I still think he's important for structure and his run as well. Um, my bench would be Bonner, Gray, uh, Leanett, and... Probably Farrell, I reckon. They would be my four. Yeah, I'd definitely be bringing both Farrell, Farrell and Leonard in this week, for sure. Of those, mm. for sure. Um, just because, why not? If not Farrell, <laughs> then maybe... But do we need Leonard, really? Sorry? That's the question. Do we need Leonard in the side, yeah. given that he... Isn't he utility-ish? Well, he's been mainly played as a key defender. Okay, Mostly, well, I guess, because we've had no other choice but to play him there in the SNFL because we don't have anyone else over about 182 centimetres in the squad. Right, um, yes, okay. But my main reason would be to throw maybe Dougal Howard forward. Okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And put Leanett down back. But oh, how tall is Leanett? He's 191, I think, 192. Yeah, because you see, that's the thing about, like, you'd say of the Pacman we have, that Howard's the one you'd be most likely to throw forward, but Jeremy Cameron's a full height forward, you know? He, he's sort Jeremy of like, Cameron's not playing. I'm oh, not Jeremy Cameron. Um, What's him call it? What's his name? Rory Lobb. Rory Lobb? Yeah, yeah. He's full, yeah, he's full size forward, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah well, he's 203 centimetres, so. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, look, you you do raise a very good point there as well, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know then. I don't know. Maybe there's not a spot for Lean at this week. I, I really want to see him play, but maybe he, there's not a spot for him. In that case, I'd, 
I don't know. It's a touch-up between Johnson and Trengo. Look, honestly, the the two that I don't want to see are Thomas and Amon from that yeah. interchange list. Because I just think Thomas just hasn't done enough in the last few weeks. Um, and he's just very, very slow. And if he's not kicking goals, which he's not, then we might as well bring back Jake Need, to be honest. Um, so in, in that case... I think Bonner's a definite starter. I think Sam Gray's a definite starter. Then you can probably pick you know, whoever you want from the, the others. I'm really keen to see Farrell get a chance because I think his pace and his skill level and ability to kick goals uh, might add something for us up forward. Mm-hmm. I think Trengove with his bowl use um, w- would be pretty handy because he's safe as houses when he gets his hands on the bowl, but I'm not sure GWS would be the right team to play him against. No, I don't Just think because... So. Um, how slow he is and how slow our team is currently at the moment as well. Yep, I'd agree on that. That's fair. But yeah, I agree. Like, Thomas is sort of, he's lost his way and Amon just, I don't want to see him in a Port Guernsey again. Mm. Um, a Bono, Gray, Farrell, Johnson bench would be very, very quick. Yeah, it'd be an improvement, certainly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, yes. Yep, I agree. So, uh, bu- 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 I guess we can move along to the opposition assessment, which they've got a few changes as well, obviously. They do. Mm, uh, one guy in for a debut game uh, potentially is Aiden Boner, who we talked about extensively in the draft thingo last year. Uh, as a guy with a lot of potential that can do anything. He's got a big, long kick. He's uh, utility-ish, I guess, but I don't know how they've been playing him. Um, and the other name Big is... long kick and he's hard at it. So, uh, sorry, yeah. oh, I had to say that. But... Ha, no, ha, ha, I, I, would, <laughs> I would be playing. I would be playing him if I was uh, if I was GWS because it might just stretch us a little bit. And he's got that sort of X factor. Uh, he's very Charlie Kerno like. So, um, I, w- I would certainly be bringing him in for his debut. I think. Yeah, I mean, as a Port Adelaide fan, I'm thinking I don't want to face Aiden Bernard this week with this team. Um, no. So yeah, I think he'll probably come in. And they've also named his ins Lachlan Keefe, Matt Buntin, Brett Deledio and Daniel Lloyd. And out is Ryan Griffin with injury. Uh, is Deledio actually back? Is he in? Is he in? Wasn't he injured badly? Uh, hard to say. He's on. He's named on the bench, so it's hard to say with that one. Going mm. from the bench, uh, Langdon would be a definite. Whitfield would be a definite. And again, there's probably two others. I mean, I would pick Boner and... Uh, or Bonner, sorry. And... Um, Probably Deledio. If he's fit, you've got to play. Yeah, right. Really? Mm. Fair <coughs> enough. I agree look, with that. He's old. He's old yet. He's uh, running uh, towards the end of his career. But, um, you know, but you might just give them that little bit of spark that's uh, an experience that they need. Well, I mean, he's at that stage where he's actually able to play as midfield depth. You know, so that's great for GWS to have a player like that as a depth yeah. player for them, as opposed to it being like a number one midfielder, which is you know what he might have been expected to be in the past. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Uh, Rux Dawson Simpson. Uh, well, who knows? <laughs> he probably will do all right. You know, who knows know? who we're, we're really going to play up against? <laughs> yeah. him? I yeah. mean, that's the big question. Ollie uh, Wines probably. Will, uh, yeah, Ollie Wines. <laughs> Look, you can't do any worse. Um, Look, Dixon. Probably do all right against Simpson because Simpson is just really a big log. Uh, doesn't really jump much. He's just tall and large and wide. Um, mm. So Dixon might be able to get a little bit over him. I'm not expecting Westhoff to do much in the ruck. 
Um, so, yeah, it's really up to Dixon, really. Yeah, um, I guess we'll see. But you'd have to say that if you're going to say whether we win that position or concede it, um, best case would probably be a draw, I'd say. Yeah. Mm. Um, as for midfield, it's loaded for GWS. Um, looking at the, the team sheet, they've even named Dylan Shield in a forward pocket to piss about. <laughs> Um, it's rude. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's because you can, can't you? So, Yeah, no, um, all of uh, Ward, Coniglio, Shield, Taranto and Hopper have above 50 clearances for the year. We've only got three players of that mark, and that's Wines, Robbie Gray and Rockliffe. Oh, no, I could have done a bit more, a bit more detail because there's a couple of guys that have missed a few games here and there, but that's the same for both sides. Um, yeah, look, they're, yeah. they're stacked. They are absolutely stacked mm. in midfield. You know, Kelly's just about the best midfielder going around. Whitfield's had a great year. He's probably in the old Australian side at the moment as, as well. well. Yep. is huge talent. He's um, he's uh, finally fit again and uh, and performing as he should. Ward just delivers every week. Um, Shields an absolute bowl magnet, X factor machine. Um, Hopper, you know, just gets the job done for them. Mm-hmm. And Taranto's had a uh, a quietly very good year, I guess you could put it. Like, he hasn't really stood out too much, but you look at his stats and um, he's doing everything he should be as a very talented second-year player. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's um, quite reasonable, I would say. Um, mm. uh, you have to say we're a bit exposed in this area probably this week, uh, given, I think, in the second half, Freo beat us in midfield, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, look, on, on paper, yeah. we should really be matching them. Uh, pretty close. Oh, I reckon. But, I reckon uh, this is the thing. I think fit. on paper, this is one of the times we could say that we actually do give away an advantage on paper, just because of the depth of roles. Yeah, I mean, look, you look, could say I, the top I do, two I or do three. think GWS have a better midfield than we do, but it's mm. not by a big margin. I think it's it's pretty close on paper. In practice, uh, GWS midfield is probably well in front. To be honest, I, I would be inclined to say the opposite. But okay, we're good. You you think that our midfield is better than theirs in, in practice? I think I think that our midfield performs well in practice, um, but I think that the depth, like the, when you get past those first three or four, I think that you know GWS got comfortably better lineup on probably on paper and in I don't know if it's necessarily in performance because GWS hasn't done all that brilliantly. But then again, they have lost you know a lot of players throughout the year, so I think it's probably a bit more questionable. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll have to disagree with you there. We'll, okay. we'll uh, agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, going to the forward line, Rory Lobb. Um, he's all right. Zach Langdon is defensive forward. He's doing all right. He's kicking a few goals. I think he's second for the goal kicking forum. Yeah. Um, apart from that, yeah, they've just got a bunch of players, really. <laughs> I don't know. That's sort Look, of Lang- Langdon, Langdon is their highest goal kicker who will be playing this week. Correct. Um, which is uh, pretty amazing for someone like him. That's uh, you know he's had a really good year and mm. uh, a consistent year. He just does his job. Uh, we, we spoke about Rory Lobb a little bit before, but you know he's he's massive and he takes big contested marks, so he's going to be hard to stop. Uh, Himmelberg is, uh, I guess, the sort of Jack Wattsy type. Uh, he sort of controls around, sort of centre half forward and. Hasn't done too badly. He's sort of slowly growing into his career a bit. Um, Toby Green's back for them, and he's just massive. He's, you know, all Australian quality and probably the best 
you know, small, medium, um, you know, half forward, I guess you'd say, in the in the entire league. Um, so they've got plenty of options to play up there, especially if Deledio plays as well. They'll, I'm sure they'll throw him up there. If uh, if Boner plays, he'll get a, a chance up there as well. Um, so they've got options that can kick goals, and they've got options. It's a pretty quick forward line too. Um, I do think that we actually match up pretty well against them. In yeah, that in in that respect, yes, I probably agree. Um, we should be okay. If you shut down but... Lob and his uh, and his marking ability, uh, then you're halfway there, really, because I, I don't expect Himmelberg or Tomlinson to kick a winning score for them. Um, so you shut down Lob, you shut down someone like Toby Green from from getting the ball, and uh, and I think we're a huge chance of winning if that happens. Yep, that's fair. But then again, like. Uh, Chilibus is one of the lowest scoring, like they're not the one of the lowest scoring teams, well, one of the lowest scoring teams in the league, one of the lower mm. ones. Um, you know, I, I, how many goals do they actually need to, to kick to win a game? You know, against Port particularly, how many how many goals well, do you really need? Well, going by last week, probably about four. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Um, you know, if it's a team that kicks like, you know, 20 goals every week, yeah, it's a bit different. But, you know, when it's mm. a team that doesn't need a lot of goals to get wins... Um, against a team that can apparently be beaten with pretty low total tallies. Um, yes. I don't know how many goals you'd really need from any of those folks to, to really do it. Or it's not like you have to expect anything to kick a bag of five. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, and as for defence, um, Sam Taylor was a rising star for last week. He's a key position defender for um, or from Western Australia playing for yeah. Julia Um I was a big so, fan last year in the draft. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah. He was one of my favourites last year, and yeah, uh, it's good to see him play and, uh, and settling in at AFL level. It's really good. Yeah, that's good for him. Uh, he's sure still there. He's always there. He'll always be there. He's got the eyes hollowed out. He will never leave. Um, and yep. the rest of the defence is just solid. It looks pretty much the same as usual, really. It is. Um, you know, Heath Shaw's near the end of his career, but he still um, still gets a lot of the ball, still hit their main sort of rebounder from the defensive 50. Uh, so he's one that we'll have to look out for. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure. Yeah, you know, they almost look a little bit too tall in uh, in defence. Yeah, really. Um, I would expect Davis to probably go with Westhoff. I mean, I would have thought he would go with Dixon if he was up there, but Dixon's in the ruck, then he'll go with Westhoff. I would think Taylor will take Watts. Um, Core, I would think, might do a job on. Wingard, maybe not. He might be a little bit too tall for him. Yep. Um, and I guess the other thing that we got to work out is, does Robbie Gray actually play or not? Yeah, well, that is a, a very big question, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I, I guess we probably will play. Look, I think that we're at a point as a club and I think our coaches are at a point where even if they can only play him for a quarter, they'll put him in the side. Um <laughs> You know, I, I think that we're just at that point. We're so reliant on him that we would just do that. Um, Look, it's a bit, it's a bit choco. You know, twenty five percent of um, yeah, Robbie well, Gray is better than one hundred percent of Carl Amon, but right it's now, aren't we? probably one hundred percent true too. So yeah, yeah, right now. Um, mm. um, certainly, in the way we rely on them uh, as a team, and more importantly, as a coaching staff. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, yeah, that's definitely there. Look, I, I don't want to play Robbie unless he's absolutely. 100% ready to go because you don't want to really mess around with concussion too much. And no, you don't. Well, if he's going to, going to cop another 
big whack this week, then uh, then it could do some damage, and you really don't want that. So if he's not absolutely good to go, then you know just don't play. Yep, agree. But I mean, he's pretty nuggety. He's, not worth um, risk. But yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll see. We don't know what the deal is with that, but you think he? Look, I still think he's going to play. I think he'll play. I didn't, he might not play the whole game, but I think he'll play. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other, if we want to look for an upside, is if we do name Farrell and uh, Johnson. Um, are they going to cause a problem for the GWS defence between them if they both play? I think Johnson would just because of his pace. Um, you know, he's. I think. I think that might be key. Actually, you know, get him running around. He's very, very quick, good defensively, mm. and can kick goals. Um, you know, he might be able to put someone like Heath Shaw off his game a bit, or stop um, someone like Nick Haynes having a bit of an impact back there. Um, Farrell, look, it's hard to say with a first gamer, isn't it? Like yes, he could come right. out and uh, you know kick a kick a few goals and be an absolute star, or he could get you know one kick, two handballs for the day. So it's um. It's hard to say. Very. Okay, fair enough. Um, I guess moving along to the game in general, should we be concerned about Leon Cameron? Um, he's 3-2 yes. against Ken Hinckley. Uh, of, oh, sorry. Yeah, they've won the last three games against us, two in Canberra and one at Adelaide Oval. Yes, we should be worried about Leon Cameron. Um, we should because they've got plenty of options to uh, to sort of uh, manoeuvre their side around a bit. Um, yeah. you know, if it's not working for them in the midfield with one sort of uh, rotation, they can pretty much... Yeah, bring four new players in, and uh, and it's still just as good as what we've got, really. So um, that's the the big issue that we're going to be up against. Now, here's the big question: Which side has the psychological advantage, Macca? GWS. Yep. Even though it's in Adelaide. Yep. Okay. You reckon the media will say that as well? Uh. Don't know. I'm not sure what the media will say. Because I mean, I think, be, um... I think that we're saying that, but we're both a bit negative right now. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that uh, the broader world will probably still have Porter's favourite at home, surely. Yeah, look, they do. Port is favourite, um, and a lot of the tipsters are tipping Port. I'm not entirely sure why, to be honest, because I think uh, GWS on paper probably have a better team out there, but. Um, for some reason, they're all tipping port. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm underselling us. Maybe I'm still in. Uh, uh, maybe I'm Recovery. still annoyed about last week too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I probably am a bit too. But uh, hmm. yeah, all look, right. we we are a big chance of winning this game. It's not like, uh, you know, maybe we we should deserve to be favourites. It's on our home turf, and you know we'll have something to come out and prove because last week really was that bad. Um, you know, they should hopefully be fired up and. Um, but that only lasts for a quarter with Port. Very, very true. But, you know, <laughs> I would love nothing more than for us to come out absolutely balls to the wall and, you know, be six or seven goals up a quarter time and just finish the game then. Done. Well, yeah. That'd be great. It would be nice to play a four-quarter game to make up for the, the lack of quarters we've, we've played recently. <laughs> mm. Oh, dear. Oh, very down. Let, let's see if there's any inspiration coming from outside. Do we have any questions from Big Footy Maker? We do. Yeah, we do. Oh, good. Uh, Shulton Fest. Uh, in the absence of Ryder and Marshall, should we be playing Billy Frampton this week? And yes. If not, why did we bother re-signing? Uh, that's a really good question that we've asked multiple times in the last couple of years, and I don't know. 
It is. Uh, yes, he absolutely should be playing this week. Um, yes. No doubt about that because he's not up against a, a great ruckman. Surely um, playing him against Dawson Simpson isn't going to lose us the game. No. Or, no. or cost us anything. No. Um, it Nothing. would be good experience for him considering he's contracted for next year as well. And uh, right about now, I'm not too sure why we actually bothered re-signing him um, if we're not ever going to bother playing him. Yeah, so, and, and, and we can't exactly pretend that we're a side in too good form to, to carry a player that might not be certainly a fantastic player in their immediate uh, first game. Because, mm. I mean, we played Amon last week, you know. You can't yeah. get you can't get more of a non-contribution than that. <clears throat> um, so even if you just dropped Amon and brought in Frampton, I mean, that would be an improvement immediately, or at least, at the worst case, it couldn't be any worse than the same. Uh, except you'd have someone that could do hit-outs. Uh, and if he doesn't take a possession, well, at least he can't kick it out on the full. So, you know, win-win. Yeah. Mm. yeah, look, I can understand the club saying that Frampton wasn't ready earlier in the year because he was coming off an injury and sure. didn't have a pre-season and may not have been fit enough to run out uh, an AFL game. But, you know, he's played every SAFL game since then. Yeah, uh, that's probably his longest streak, should, should isn't it? Be yeah, I would say it is. And mm. uh, look, he's been in pretty decent form, really. Um, he should be getting a go. Yeah, well, yes. I, I don't I don't understand screwing around with our structure just because we don't want to play him. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if we had Marshall fit and uh, who could slot in at full forward whilst uh, Dixon was yeah, in the ruck, then I'd say fine, do that. But uh, we can't. Uh, considering he's injured as well, we yeah, can't. And, yeah. Uh, Frampton should be playing. Yeah, we're definitely comfortably at that time in the depth chart, aren't we? So, yes, I agree. Mm. Mm. But then again, you know, we're, we're used to not being able to kick to anybody up forward as well. So is removing Dixon from the forward line really going to matter that much? Well, I mean, I guess it'll expose the players that rely too heavily on just kicking on Charlie <laughs> Dixon's head um, because there mm. won't be any head to kick it on top of. We'll be able to see very clearly what they're doing. Yes. Uh, Schultz Investors also asked, uh, is Macca prepared to concede yet that he's backed the wrong horse in Carl Amon? No, he is the right horse. You should be, you should feel very bad for asking that question, Schultz Investors. What does that mean? No, what, look, what? He's, uh, he's done. He's cooked. I think yeah. it's pretty clear to see that uh, he's, um, he's done. I yep. think his time at Port Adelaide is, uh, is kaput, which is unfortunate because, um, look, I never thought he would be an absolute star, but I thought... He was always With a half-chance uh, Yeah. I don't know. I always saw something in him in terms of his skill level and ability to sort of hit targets and kick goals and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, his two games this year have been... Well, his few games this year haven't been overly good. So, Well, he just hasn't worked uh, on his weakness. That's really it, which is occasionally <laughs> kicking the ball like a bloody idiot. That's the main one. Yeah. Um, Look, he got the ball enough. He had 22 touches last week, but half of them went out of bounds on the fall. It's, yeah. it's just not good enough. So, you know, what do you do? What do you say? Not good enough is what you say. Mm. And, you, and you try and pretend he's a... You try and get him to trade Guernsey with the GWS players so the Carlton will trade from at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Look, whether someone else comes knocking, you know, St Kilda were keen on him, I think, last year or the year before. Uh, I don't think they will now. Maybe someone will see something in him. Yeah, if we can get a third rounder for him, then I'd probably take that at this oh, point shit. in time. In two seconds, I don't think we'd get anything for him, quite honestly. It, it would probably be one of those sort of Carl Amon 
plus pick 60 for pick 61 or something like that. Yeah, just about, yeah. Yep, mm. agree, yep. Um, one great club has asked. Porsche last week said that Frio was shit. Yep. In view of the results on Sunday, what does that make Port? Worse than shit. <laughs> that was Pretty an easy much. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a hard one. That was a really easy one. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Andre has asked, can Macca start predicting we'll lose every game again? His positivity put the jinx on the team. It's the truth. Though I didn't predict anything last week because I wasn't on the podcast. It's true. It's the return of Rick. He's spoiled everything. It is. Yep, that's why he's not on this week. Bad luck, Rick. Um, oh don't mess with the status quo. We were doing all right. Um, yep. Yes, I can definitely start predicting us to lose every week. That's that's fine. Okay. Uh, Andre's asked, with Polek North's large, uh, latest target, how much per year and how many years would the host offer him if they could push uh, Costanza aside for the day. Oh, shit. To keep Polek. Uh, how old is he again? Uh, 25, I think. Yeah, 26. three years. Three years, I don't know the amount. Three years. Well, knowing that North apparently offered him five years at 700 grand. Oh, see you, Polek. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Not matching, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's easy. Look, no. I, I would feel comfortable with three years and five fifty. Okay. <coughs> the amount I'm not so worried about. I think the duration I am. About his uh, his level. Mm. Look, I'd be happy to pay him seven hundred grand as well. But uh, yeah, five years is, is a long time. That's absurd. And, uh, yeah. Look, if, if he's going to get that that sort of contract with North, then especially me, the form he's in, to lose him. Yeah, as hard as it would be to lose him because he's an important player. Oh. Um, you know, we could get something pretty valuable for him which could uh, not only improve our draft position in terms of uh, draft picks, but it would give us the ability to package them up and then get, uh, you know, maybe a very, very high draft pick. So, um, you know, I think we have to play this one smartly, I think. Yeah, look, I mean, if he wants to go, I'm not going to cry too many tears about it because he has not been fantastic this year. Um, and if this is how he's going to be for the next five years, okay. <laughs> look, he's been a mixed bag. His best has been incredible this year. Um, but as I said, you know, I wasn't convinced at the start of the year over his form when everyone was uh, it was uh, was very confident on how well he was playing. Um, and look, if... I don't know. What I don't want to see is, uh, you know, this this North Melbourne rumour to be true, and then suddenly it's like, oh, Pollock has signed at Port for eight hundred grand a year until two thousand and twenty-five or something yeah, like no that. Yeah, no thanks, no. Yeah, I don't don't want to see that at all. Um, so he's kind of half expendable if we get something excellent for him, which we could potentially do. Um, we just need to find a replacement for him as well. I think we worry about that when it happens. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Harold Oliver has asked, were the umpires officiating in last week's Freer game somewhat responsible for the tackle on Robbie Gray in the third quarter after not uh, cautioning the player who sling-tackled Wingard just on half-time? Probably, yeah. I mean, that's how those tackles happen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You see one, it's not paid, and then you, you, know, you think, oh, fair game. And then you do it. So, 
Possibly. Yep. I can't remember the Wingard one um, off the top of my head, but uh, look, that Robbie Gray one was just a stupidity and very, well, very dangerous. I mean, there's a lot of times that you see umpires not intervene in a contest that they really should have already intervened in, and it just keeps getting worse, you know? Um, yeah. We, that's not uncommon. It doesn't often end with something where someone's knocked out, but it's, it's certainly, mm. you know, umpires can sometimes be too hesitant to get involved. And uh, as much as, as strange as that is to hear a port supporter say that, and that was probably one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Harold Oliver has also asked, what is it that makes Sotos so popular? It was packed full of customers on Monday evening. Yes, it was packed full of customers on Monday evening. Um, mm. It was because I was working, as I said, on Bigfooty. It's my impossibly good looks and irresistible charm. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Uh not think and, it's just... and school holidays as well, but uh, yeah, that's, that, that's probably... a lesser reason, probably. Oh, I don't know. I think that's a, probably a pretty big part of it. <coughs> not wanting to cook and you know feed the kids. There you go, bam. No, my irresistible charm. Thanks, Porsche. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was no school holidays at the moment, so it's very, very busy, which is uh, which is wonderful. But which how do wonderful. you? Man- this is my question. How do you manage to keep standards so high? Uh, by having pride in what you do. Right, right, right. So would you say that's part of the SOTOS ethos? It is. Good. The CETHOS, as we call it. Uh, Magpie's Power, this was probably not one for you, Portia, but uh, I can answer it. Where does Schultz and Fest Fest versus Tribe rank in the pantheon of Bigfooty port board stouches? Um. Was it a good Made one? Made a pretty big... Uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was a very good one. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's up there. It's definitely up there. It's up there with the uh, the Janus El Scorcho Butch Fest. Um, it's definitely up there with the uh, the Wingates versus the people of Port Adelaide. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a court case. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> it's um, it's definitely up there. It was a good one. There you go. Nice. Mm. And I must say, also, it was very nice to meet Harold Oliver on Monday evening as well. It was, uh, it was good hey. to meet him too. Um, CT Power has asked, how many wins to make the eight, how many to make top four, and how many to make top two? I don't know, because Collingwood's so involved in all of it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's it. Because mm. Collingwood, like, they've still got matches against the bunch of top eight sides <laughs> until the end of the year, which is amazing. If you look at their draw, you'd say it's a horror draw, and it probably is. But um, they well, had Collingwood a point. And Melbourne as well. Melbourne yeah, they've got well. a bit too, Play- yeah. I did a ladder predicted today, and I had Melbourne finishing 12th. There you go, yeah. I just went through the game and did it, and then looked at the ladder after, and I was like, where's Melbourne gone? Oh, they're in 12th. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, no. So there's still a lot of teams that can really sort of um, make the eight and uh, and shape the eight as well. It, it, uh, I think, I think you, know, we, you know, two wins and we'll definitely make the eight, I think. That's, uh, that's pretty Should clear. Do. Yes. Um, for top to, for top four, I think we need to win at least. Uh, I don't know. We we probably. Well, I think four is. We'll probably get in on four. Mm. Um, but there is a chance that we may not as well. And I think to get top two, I think that ship has sailed for us. I reckon. I think we'd have to win everything from now on, and then we'd we, still have we, to get. A we bit would lucky. need to win everything. Yeah. Mm. We would need to win everything and make sure we we beat West Coast pretty convincingly, I think. Um, yeah. That, that's the only way I can see us making top two. 
That's okay, though. I mean, f- for me, I, I, I'm okay with us not making top two if the top two teams are in, or the team we play against is in Victoria, because it doesn't really matter that much. Mm. In my view, I'm, comf- I'm happy for us to travel to Victoria. That's fine. I think I'm confident yeah. in us there. So. Look, I, I had us losing this week, and we still finished third in my ladder predictor, so... Um, we're still very much in the top four race. I don't, I don't understand why people are. Um, look, I understand on the basis of the result last week and just how terrible it was, and that we have oh. seen those results before. Um, but you know, it's season's still very much on. The the premiership race is still very that. much on. You say there's that. No, there's no standout team this year. Again, there's no standout team. Like people, you know, th- there's no Collingwood. 2010, there's no Geelong from that era. Um, there's literally, I, I still think there's you know, probably 11 teams at the moment who think they can have a huge impact on finals. Um, even going down to the Crows. Uh, if they get in, they're half a chance to do something pretty annoying. Um, you could possibly say the same for someone like Hawthorne as well. Um, GWS are definitely half a chance. Um, you've got Melbourne, who you know, on their day, are just just about the most dominant team in the league at the moment. Um, yeah, Richmond are excellent. West Coast are excellent. Geelong, they can do something. The Premiership race is still very much on. Yeah, and, look, I, um, I agree with that, but it's really about Port's part in it that's the, the concern. And um, when you talk about uh, how we're not happy about this loss to Freo, but we're still in the running, it's like we're still in the running to have a high ranking at the end of the home and away season. But I don't know, like that loss... It, for me, is just a huge throwback to years and years ago now when we had those um, minor premiership winning seasons and we did nothing in finals. You know, that, that's that's the sort of team mentality it feels like when you have a loss like that to Frio, who played so badly and beat us, you know. Um, I disagree. I disagree because we never really had them back in that era. Like we, we never really had that sort of loss back then. I think we lost to... No, I don't, that's right. I, think, I actually think this is kind of worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, certainly pre-finals, in finals, but that, that's the thing. I'm sort of saying, I, no, I think I, there's I a disconnect between feel... we can finish high up in the end of the home and away, which I think is yes, we're certainly in position to do that, and then we're going to do something meaningful in finals, which, oh gee, I need that. I need to be reconvinced of that now. Yeah. Look, I still feel confident that we can win the flag this year. I still feel confident that we'll make top four. Um, it would be silly to write us off. You know, last year, fair enough, because we couldn't beat anyone decent to save ourselves. And you could sense that going into the finals, the same thing was going to happen again, and it did. Whereas this year it's different. We've proven that we can beat good teams. Um, you know, losing to Frio when we've got, you know, our two best players injured on the bench um, for half the game, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that rules us out from winning the premiership at all. It's a pain in the ass. It was the worst game I've ever watched of any sport, I think, I can remember. Um, but it's not going to write us out from uh, from winning the Premiership this year. Yeah, I'm not ready to write us off from winning the Premiership, but, uh, yeah, the doubts are back. <laughs> <laughs> the doubts are back. For well, it would just be nice to win the games that we have to win, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. For once. That would be good. Would be uh, CT Power has also asked, would you trust this playing group? to be given another four-day break, given how poor their skills and mindset was on Sunday. Why four days? What is that? I don't understand the question too much, that one. I was hoping you understood her a bit more. 
we were coming off an eight-day break last week, which has made it even more bizarre because mm. Freya were coming back from Darwin. <laughs> so yeah, that that combination that was another thing very much in our favour. Mm. <laughs> Uh, he's also asked, do Brad Ebert and Travis Boak have the foot skills to play on a wing or flank? Uh, or Boak does play Boak, on a flank. Boak, so. Boak does sometimes, but Ebert, no. Yeah. No, Ebert's, Ebert can be really good, and then Ebert can be really bad with his kicking. Um, oh, for me, he's gone. Like he, he, Two years ago, I'd agree with you that you could say that there were two periods where he was a bit intermittent, but then there were times when... You know, he obviously had his concentration right and he was doing really good delivering down the field, but he's just gone back to all yeah. shit again, I think. <coughs> it's, his, uh, it's his ability to have his kicks smothered, which frustrates me no end. Um, and it's all to do with his kicking style and how he sort of kicks the ball. Um, you'd think by now, considering he probably has about three kicks smothered every week um, <laughs> and has done for pretty much you know five years now, you probably change that a little bit, but um, look, I, I still I still think Travis Bokes had a pretty good year. I think Ebert's been up and down, more down than up. I think, um, but you never know. You never know what will happen towards the end of the year and, and in finals. Hopefully, they both stand up. I guess so. Like um, when Ebert was lining up for that shot from the pocket uh, last week. I was going to say, oh, there's no way you're kicking. I thought, no, I don't know that because I've never seen Eva in this position before ever. <laughs> so I have, mm. no, I have no idea if he can do a check side kick. Like that was just, he was so out of water there. <laughs> yeah. Was that the one where he missed the goal by like 60 yeah. metres? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't do that again. That was weird. Um, next, next question uh, from Christoph. Are the songs Let the Bodies Hit the Floor? And it's raining men about the same event, just told from different pr- perspectives. I read that on Tumblr this week. That's a rip-off. Mm. <laughs> yes, they're the same song from different perspectives. Why not? Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's raining men, let the bodies hit the floor, which is a song from Drowning Pool. I love mm. it. Layers. Great. Layers. Uh, glitch. <laughs> glitch. I see the port and... Now, charging for game day experiences such as the Guard of Honour, uh, does this sort of go against the whole community club ethos? Are we really that strapped for cash? Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, capitalism says that if something can be sold, it must be sold. So mm. I guess that's all it is, if someone's willing to pay for it um, and no one really cares too much about it, because I don't know that people care all that much about it, then they'll probably sell it. And if they're doing that, okay, sure. Mm. I don't... I don't know. I don't know why we've uh, why we've chosen to do that, but I'm not 100 percent against it. I guess it's just a thing, really. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't feel strongly about it. Uh, does anyone much really feel that strongly about it being like it's a thing? You, to to say no, we don't sell it. There has to be some sort of worthwhile pathos in not selling it, and I just don't think there is. Yeah, that's true. Um. Fishing Rick has asked, why do people talk more about Sodos than New Vision? Um, because because you can seafood's eat much better than accountancy, probably. <laughs> and, and you're more inclined to go out and have a, a Sodos than you are to go out and say, oh, you know what, I don't want to cook tonight, let's go do our tax returns. <laughs> yes, that as well. Yeah, I can't be bothered cooking. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see an accountant. Uh, uh, 
I don't want it. Well, I think, let, I think can the main check issue out some Rick is that I, I bring it up all the time. That's why people talk about it. Um, yeah. Probably. I don't know. The, I think the real answer is that they're just in a very different market category. Um, That's true. Really? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Schultz and Fest has asked, are you really the head of the Quickie Mart? Who? Who is who's that? Me? Yeah. Why me? What's that reference to? I don't get that. What's that? What's that in reference to? Yeah. Are you really the head of the quickie mark? No. Okay, that went well. That's good. Sorry, I didn't um, get that one. <laughs> <laughs> what was um, that one? What did I miss, Macca? What did I miss? Don't worry about it. Us against the rest. Will I be permanently damaged after the Frio game, or is it temporary? And will my eyesight return to normal? Um, don't know. Don't know. We'll find out, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that, again, that's probably the worst game of sport I can recall watching oh, in that... full. In full. I, I can't recall. Like, usually, if there's a, a game of sport that that's bad, I'll just turn it off. Yeah. I, I, um, I watched the... So I can't recall seeing a game that bad. I, during the World Cup, I did watch the first half of a game between England and Sweden... And in that moment, I remembered why I don't watch soccer because it was just like incredibly <laughs> dull. And then it just came down yeah. to a, like a dodgy decision. Um, mm. But that's that was that's fought right now. <laughs> We're not playing entertaining. Yeah. That's the thing about not playing entertaining football is if you don't play entertaining football and you lose, then it's just a real waste, total waste. Well, is this how Sydney supporters felt in two thousand and five when they had Paul Ruse playing the worst brand of football ever? According to the uh, the chief of the AFL at the time, yeah, maybe I don't know, I don't know. That, even that was probably better because it was still pretty, you know, physical and, and intense. That's the thing. Mm. Like, it was this wasn't even that. It's true. Mm. That's it. That's all the questions. All right, questions let's have a quick done. Look on Spreaker chat. Uh, rule changes are going to happen. What's your pick to actually happen? That's from Woody <laughs> Ryan. Look, I have complete. And total faith that Steve Hawking is going to ruin the AFL in the next 12 months. Um, and whether that's bringing in a round bowl, whether that's having <laughs> players wear pom-poms, uh, whether it's, you know, yeah, you have to have you know, three players in the forward 50 at all times. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand why us as a sport have to stuff around with the rules on a yearly basis. It doesn't make sense to me. Just let the club sort it out. Let the club sort it out. It's, it's well, fine. I mean, it's micromanagement, really. That's all it is. Everything um, is a trend in sport. And the way to get rid of the trend is to beat the teams doing what is annoying. And as soon as you do that, they'll stop doing it. And then there'll be a new trend. Yeah, I don't so think, I don't think anything do. in the game let the club sort the it point. out. I don't think anything in the game has reached the point where you go, oh, gee, there's nothing we can do about this. Like, there's not. There's nothing like that about it at all. No. Um, yeah. I mean, we've already killed Ruckman, <laughs> thanks to rule changes. So what else do you want to do? Um... I think we've actually had a, a lot of very, very good games this year. Some yeah. really close, great games. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, if, if, there was, if you were struggling to name sort of, you know, two or three really good games, then maybe you look at sort of... Uh, considering something, but you know, we, we do this every single year. It's just pointless. 
It's just stuffing around with the game for no particular reason. It's jobs for the boys more than anything else. Because um, mm. that rules of the game, uh, Griff, I haven't looked at it this year, but I'm assuming it's still got no one there that has a career in designing games. Um, no. That, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely absurd. Mm. Um, you know, that's, that's a multi-million dollar business, getting balance right when you make small changes to areas of a game. Uh, and it's not as though they're completely irrelevant now. Like You've got things like Rocket League, which is a ball-based game. Um, yep. Yeah, we're getting more and more to the point where the fact that it's just done by a couple of old players uh, is just absurd. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, all right, cool. Oh, and Libby's also said maybe this is the boot up the clacker that we needed. Hopefully. Hopefully, Libby. Hope so. Yeah, that'd be really good. Hope so. Cool. Okay, well, let's go into the final wrap. Um, Maka, please don't disappoint us. Who's going to win and what's the margin? Uh, Port by eight points. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, uh, I'm, realistically, I, I think GWS are in the box seat to win this game. Mm. Um, I, I just feel that their midfield will be just a bit too strong. Um and they'll be able to create enough options to score more goals than what we will. Uh, and whether that's six goals to four or 17 goals to 15, uh, I guess we'll find out. Um, but I'm going to say GWS in a pretty close one by uh, nine points. I think for me, I think if every player at Port Adelaide is fired up to fix up what they didn't do last week, I think we still lose because of how our team is structured with the out we have. Um, I think that even if we do well in midfield, the forward line, if we're robbing the forward line of Charlie Dixon to have a Ruckman, there's not enough in the forward line to kick a huge score and really punish Mm. for GWS. Uh, And also their defence is reasonably settled. So, um, you know, I've got to say GWS too. I'm going to tip them by, say, I don't know, 30 points. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Uh, Who's going to kick the most goals for Port? Jack Watts with two. Uh, okay, I'm going to say Sam Gray with two. Okay. Cool. Uh, are any fringe players going to lock up a spot for next week, do you think? I hope so. Who? I hope so. Um, hard to say at this point. I think, uh, does Pittard count as a fringe player? Well, I guess he kind of almost does, doesn't he? Probably does, doesn't he? Yeah, just sort about. of been in and out a bit this year. So I'll, I'll say Pittard will lock in a spot. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, look, hopefully Aidan Johnson gets a go. Hopefully he plays a really good game and stays in for the rest of the year because I think his pace um, and his little bits of skill around goals are going to be important. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I kind of think if Jack Watts is going to kick two, he might. It was our highest goal kicker. He's probably the fringe player that'll lock up a spot. So I'll go with that. Mm. Um, yeah. Here, here oh. is here is the big big question: Are we still on the premiership track? Yes. Okay. I th- I think so yes. too. Last week doesn't mean anything towards us winning a premiership. It was just an absolute pain in the ass. I still think we'll finish top four, um, and that gives us the best chance to win a premiership. I think that we've been hiking for a while, but a rock fell on our hand and we're probably going to have to cut our arm off, but we'll get out. Mm. <laughs> we're talking Fair about enough. the track. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we just uh, 
obviously a rider out, that's huge for us. And the sooner you can come back, the better for us. Um, if it's not until finals, then I'm worried. But I guess we'll see. Um, are there any other games looking forward to this week? Probably two. Uh, Geelong Melbourne should be a big one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Collingwood North Melbourne as well. Both of them should uh, help determine some spots. Hopefully uh, North Melbourne can win that one. Yeah, that would be good for us. Um, I've said Brisbane Crows mm. just to see if Brisbane can get on a roll and you know dump on the Crows. I think they'd be fun, but uh, I guess we'll see. Oh, that would be great if they could win. But um, well, it is in Brisbane. Prop- it is in Brisbane. I f- yeah, I don't know. I still think the Crows would be a bit too strong for them, despite yeah, Brisbane's uh, very good recent form. Yeah, um, Windy Runners tipped Port by fourteen. Robbie kicking five. So wow, five. Wow, that's an optimist. Good on you, Windy. That's that's uh, that's pretty good effort in one quarter of footy too. So. Yeah. Oh well, he's done it before, <laughs> hasn't he? True. It's, it's very true. He did it a few weeks ago, didn't he? So. There you go. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, look. I mean, we're ready to wrap up. Um, thanks for anyone that managed to listen through this drone fest because I think we're both a bit downbeat right now. <laughs> a little bit. I'm just trying not to cop all the time. That's what I'm sort of concerned about. But uh, yeah, I've probably failed on that part. I've reached my, um, also coincided with my midwinter week where it's the dead centre of winter and I just want to sleep all the time. Mm. <laughs> so it's super extra downbeat because of the, the poor loss. But um, this week we should be fine again, I reckon. We should be okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So thanks to people who listened in. Um, no uh, people, thank you to Macca for coming on. That was very good. And um, can't port get a win over the Giants because that would be a really nice thing to do. Can't appear. And we can o- do it. And honestly, the people that show up this week, I think they deserve to see a win. So definitely try yes. and get a win, I reckon. Definitely as well. Good work. All right. Um, can't appear. Can't appear. Couldn't take it. The ball favours the Magpies. Coming through hard there. Number three was Doreen. The Magpies through McGuinness. Torpedo pump. Outside of 50. Good night, Magpies. <laughs> what a goal by McGuinness. Oh.